Hello and welcome to another episode of Amon Sheeran's Pirate Radio Podcast. Today we have another illustrious guest, my good friend Ryan DePinto. Ryan, thanks for coming on. No problem. Happy to be here. All right. So we got to start off right from the top with uh, your little brother. He's been uh, killing the game right now. Fortunately, his season was cut off, but um, before that, I think they were state champs, right? Yeah, yeah, so I actually came up for the race. I live in D.C. now, and uh, yeah, that was such a cool experience just to see them kind of get, get a chance to do what we did, and mm-hmm. it's kind of just been a long process. It does suck that their uh, their season was cut short with nationals and everything, but recently this week that they, uh, they got awarded All-American for having a top six seed time, mm-hmm. which obviously isn't the same thing, yeah. and my brother was kind of bummed about it, but I mean, it's still a nice honor yeah, with everything nice that's going on to make things a little bit right, but yeah, yeah, no, it's been great. You just committed to Maryland, so that's pretty dope too. So yeah, everything's going well on that front. Yeah, good for him. So we're going to start from the very beginning of your career with uh, a question I ask all my guests. What made you want to start running as a kid? Um, For me, I think it was more seventh grade, and you were in the same friend group as me. Like mm-hmm. It was like me, you, like Matt Perolo, Tommy. Michael Shella, shout out, Tommy, yeah. all that squad. We kind of like, we did soccer and like, especially me and Michael Shukatella, but like it kind of wasn't our passion. And mm-hmm. I was just getting to the point where like the kids on the soccer team, I just like, wasn't really trying to like roll with that crowd as much. Mm-hmm. So I think I just, my parents wanted me to do a sport. So I just went out for cross country. Right. And then I just remember I won the first race we had mm-hmm. at like, where I don't even know, Herrick's or something. Well, I think it was a great <laughs> neck, maybe. Whatever. Great neck, maybe? Yeah, something Somebody, like that. Something great neck. Yeah. Yeah, one of those. And I just remember winning the first race, and from there, it kind of just, kind of just stuck. Yeah. Is, were you competitive right away with it, or was that something that you gradually got more and more competitive? I don't know. I think I think it was the first couple of weeks before the races, I kind of was just, I don't even remember how I viewed it, because <laughs> it's just such a, such an interesting thing to have happened but i think once the first race happened i think that's when my mentality kind of started to switch pretty quickly into Mm -hmm. just taking it very seriously i don't know maybe it's just from i think i'm someone who when i feel like i can be successful at something i tend to put my all into it and kind of work hard at that so i think that was kind of kind of where that came from and i just had to build on it it was similar for me like once i saw i had some potential i decided to take it seriously from there because I saw like, yeah. the future in it. We also had a good team group, so it wasn't like it was like I was like that into. Right. I think running at first, I obviously slowly developed that as time went on. But like it was just we had. I mean, me, you, Stroll, mm-hmm. Tommy. Yeah, we had a solid group. Yeah, so we were we were winning meets as a team, having fun. It was like all our good friends, so it kind of just made it very easy. Whereas if we we're on like a small like seven person team, like some of the schools that are smaller, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if, how much I would have enjoyed it at first i mean maybe eventually but i think it made it really easy a really easy transition i think we're definitely lucky in that sense so um you and i early on had a similar career path so uh i know it was a big moment for me what was the moment like for you when they we uh coach decided to move us up to the high school team yeah um i can't even it's yeah it's funny to think back to those type of yeah, moments it's it was so long ago now yeah i'm trying to think of how i thought like in seventh grade but I think I think I was just kind of excited, mostly. Mm-hmm. I didn't really know what to expect, I would say. And I think my perception on what was good and what was bad was completely viewed based off our team. And I think that's something that Sessa kind of tried to instill in us early on, that like the kids on this team aren't 
that's not the peak. And I kind of looked, I know we looked at like some of the guys like Healy and Halpern and it was like, that was like the peak. And I remember like, oh damn, if I could run a 435 mile as a senior. That would be amazing. Yeah. You know what I mean? But then it's kind of just flipping your mindset. So I think that was just like, it was just more exciting. Just, I mean, it was obviously cool to be in middle school and doing a sport in the high school. Yeah. Just in general. So I think that was kind of just awesome yeah, for us. Unique. Like not everyone gets a chance to do that. So that was pretty cool. Um, just going off from there, uh, do you ever feel like you had a breakout race? Um, at what point? Like early on or like? Just for, like, like where you changed the mindset from like, oh, um, I go from like doing this to now I can realize I can do so much more. Is there like a mindset shift at any point? I think um, if we're talking like still middle school, like mm-hmm. freshman year-ish range, I would say for me, like um, I didn't run it all over the summer going to eighth grade. Yep. I then was like kind of held back and Sessa made me run middle school in eighth grade of, of fall after having a good spring season. Mm-hmm. And it kind of just, I guess, motivated me. And I remember the first time I was able to finally run back up with the high school team. I ran like, I don't remember, like 1840 something maybe or something like that. And that kind of just made me realize that like, obviously you can't take breaks like that. And that was kind of the last time I ever really just skipped large portions of training. Right, or took, like, the easy way out. I would say. I remember that meet. It was a Clint Miller meet. Matt Skills low pro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was it. <laughs> that was awesome. So, right. um, take me back to your first time ever breaking five in a mile. Uh, yeah, let me think. I think it was at a time for me. I think it might have been at a time. It was at our time trial. Okay. In grade. I ran four fifty five. Um, it was. I remember it was like me, you. Scally. Shout out to Chris Scally. Scally's, the yep. homie. Yep. We'll have to tag him in this so he sees this. Yeah, the legend. Um, I think it was like Kevin's son. Yep. It was just a really ragtag group. And I just remember I just remember uh kind of just trying to like tuck in and just kind of roll with it because mm. it's just uh I wasn't really like at that point everything was just it just is what it is. I didn't know anything about racing. Yeah, so it was kind of just like, I didn't know, I didn't have any expectations. I just was improving every race. So mm-hmm. that was kind of just a good feeling though. I remember that was right before summer. So that was cool. Yeah. All right. So um, just take me through like the rest of your high school career, like kind of through the, the ups and downs. I know you suffered through a lot of injuries and you always came back strong. So talk a little bit about that. Yeah. I think I was just someone who I developed very late just mm-hmm. in terms of like growth spurts and stuff. So I was always someone who was very fit just based off natural like lungs and just the training we did. And mm-hmm. I would always go, go pretty hard in the long runs and like longer interval stuff we did. But I think so freshman and sophomore year, that was kind of like, I was more two mile, five K kind of, kind of person. But mm-hmm. then I think as time went on, like junior year is when I really broke out and like saw like actual improvements from being like a four thirty ish guy to like where I was running under 420 in the mile mm-hmm. and under 920 in the two mile at Arcadia, which is one of my, I definitely, maybe my highlight race of my high school career mm-hmm. in terms of individually, just cause that was such a unique experience at that meet. That was like a real like college, college uh, like atmosphere, I would say. Mm-hmm. And then to run 919, I was just, I was through the moon with that. So yeah. I think that's when I started to grow into the athlete I more was in college where I was more a middle distance runner slash distance runner. And I got more, um, more just more speed right. with my, with my build, which mm-hmm. took me to the next level from yeah. just being a guy who was a guy who could run a 1635 K, but 
now once you have the speed aspect, that was where I kind of met in the middle mm-hmm. to find my like perfect mesh. Yeah, I could definitely see that being like the perfect storm, uh, perfect storm of the endurance and the speed coming together and that really helping you. Yeah, and then I would say just to wrap it up in, in terms of that, just like once that happened, I then was able to be someone who was like one of the top guys in yeah. our state in the in cross country, mm-hmm. but then also started to have the relay success, and that's kind of where. I, I really look back fondly, just obviously our program's history of relays and stuff, and mm-hmm. then getting to see, like, tying it back to earlier, getting to see my brother anchor the state championship 4 by 8 that was kind of just awesome based off of uh, based off of how I then worked my way onto the relay mm-hmm. and then slowly had my own success there, too. Yeah, um, obviously our program has one of the most storied histories of the 4 by 800 and probably the country, I would say. And a lot of that has to do with our coach, Bart Sessa. So uh, can you speak on his influence on uh, your high school career? Yeah, for sure. Um, Bart had a very big impact on me. And just looking back, I think I, I think I realized it more when I started to have some ups and downs in my college career. And that was also kind of through injuries. But it just made me realize how much he was looking out for me. And not just me specifically, but just our team in general, but obviously the top guys more Mm -hmm. and just realize how much he actually put into it. And obviously we had our back and forth and there's a lot of stories we could talk about with that, but better better save that for another day. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, he really is the person who got me into it and just built my killer mentality that I definitely took into college. And I'd say by the time I was a freshman in college, I was already exposed to just every type of workout every type of type of i don't know training just mentality racing just the whole world i kind of had a very wide um view of of running in general and then that allowed me to kind of have success even when i didn't have the opportunity as run as much mileage as other kids just because of my injury problems Mm -hmm. i found other ways to kind of make myself better through stuff he had shown me and just outlets he had opened up for me. And I kind of just really started to appreciate that more after college. Yeah. It's definitely easier to see in retrospect because when I, my freshman year, I had kind of like a crazy coach, but I was prepared for whatever he was ready to throw at me because I had seen it all before with Bart. So it's easy to see like looking back how, how big of an influence he had. Yeah. And it's hard when you're 16 years old to think about what I should be doing and him telling me, if I get stronger, then this is what I'll be able to do in terms of speed and adding to my finishing speed and stuff like that. When you're a successful uh, athlete at that age and you have like a good friend group and things are just going your way, you don't think to, oh, I, I should be doing the, like little things. You just don't think that, that would affect you. But I mean, obviously it does, and that's how you take the next step. And that's mm-hmm. kind of something. You just learn in your maturation process, I would say. Yeah, you definitely just learn through experience because, like you said, it's easy to just um, do what you're used to doing instead of pushing to the next level when you when everything's going your way. Yeah, regardless. 100%. You don't realize the difference it can make in that, obviously, when it's on a smaller scale, um, it's easy to just, I mean, you're winning county championships, you're winning individual county championships. You don't think to, oh, I need to do these small things. But now looking back, I just think, like, damn, all those – even if I could have got another half second here or there, maybe that's the difference between us being all American and us being top yeah. three or, or pushing for the yeah. cha- like an actual championship. Yeah. So it's just, it's small things like that, but that's kind of just part of the journey. 
Yeah, definitely. It's the journey, not the destination for sure. And um, we were speaking of the real life success we had. Is there like a favorite memory you have um, in the in terms of the 4 bait? Yeah, so I think for me, so after my cross my spring track junior year, I really broke out, and that's when I ran nine fifteen and um, four seventeen. Mm-hmm. I was our leadoff for the four by eight and like one fifty eight on the state championship team. So everything was looking up, and I was ready for a breakout cross country season after getting um, I think I don't like was I like eighteenth or something at states the year before, mm-hmm. and that was after my growth spurt and all this. And then I just had the devastating news of getting a stress fracture and having to be out all fall. That kind of just took a, a little bit of a sail, the wind out of our sail, and I just didn't really know how to kind of process that at such a young age. And like we had said, having all the success we'd had, I never had a serious injury. So that kind of just took everything out of me. And part of me thought I'd never be able to even get back, I guess just from never having an injury. And our team didn't have a lot of injuries in general. Right. So then when we were able to get All-American – I remember indoors in the four by eight. That was just kind of a. It wasn't. It wasn't like I, I had. We had already done it in the spring. At least me and Simon had and stuff like that. But it just meant a lot to me because I didn't know if I would get like get back to that moment. And you just, I just realized you can't take anything for granted. I just remember cooling down um, by myself on the track after the four by eight because it's the last event on whatever night that was when we won. Yep. I remember just doing like one or two laps. I forget why I was by myself. Maybe we'd done, I was just doing a longer cool down or something after adding on. I just remember kind of like really just having a moment thinking like how it would kind of all, all work itself out. Yeah. Like you said, um, you can never take anything for granted. And I remember like watching you down by yourself and I remember you jumping into the, to the high jump pit and Cap was, was like, <laughs> Cap was like, he's soaking in the moment, like go do the same. Cause you'll never know if you're going to get back here. So I did the same thing. I did like a lap. So, I just really appreciate that you were able to to see that and like realize how important it was. Yeah, I forgot about that. I remember. Yeah, I was. I might have been even been. I might have been tearing up. Honestly, looking yeah. back, and I think that's definitely something that I felt the more my career went on, and I had more and more injuries in college, and mm-hmm. I just wanted to be able to just train and reach my potential, which would have been, in my eyes, pretty high, but. Um, you kind of just have to take what you have and right. just make the most of it. And that's kind of something I learned. And I think that was like kind of the first step of it. So it's just to be able to get back to that spot of being all American and uh, doing it with like a new group of guys like you. And I guess it was just you versus and Nick I, had already been there. Simon had already been there. Cool to have that happen. Yeah, definitely. And I really appreciate that too. Cause obviously I was the only guy who hadn't done it yet. So I felt like you guys had been there and you guys kind of showed me the way. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was definitely one of my fonder races and just memories of getting back to that. Mm-hmm. All right, so moving on to your college career. Uh, but before we do that, talk about your decision to, decision to go to GW. Yeah, so I kind of didn't have the process I had hoped just with my injury. Mm-hmm. And I took a couple visits. I took, went to Duke, Lehigh, um, NC State. And then GW is kind of not in that, I guess – that pile necessarily mm-hmm. and when i got there i just the coach uh, terry weir he's still the coach there and now uh the assistant coach is shout out matt lang yeah shout out to matt lang roommate running school legends yeah. um, so um i just really had a connection with him and he was kind of like 
remind me of Bart a little bit. He's way more low key, but a similar mentality and a similar um, individualized structure. And that's kind of what I I took from it. And that was definitely what I what I wanted in a coach. Mm-hmm. Just having known my situation with injuries and stuff, I knew I wasn't going to be able to just come in and do ninety to one hundred miles a week. Right. And then the guys on the team were just super chill guys, and they're still. 10 to 15 of my best friends. So mm-hmm. that was another thing that I just kind of felt that I didn't necessarily see on the other side. They had lives outside of track and that was kind of something that was just important to me, especially with my injuries that I didn't want to, it's hard to do be running 24 seven. Like mm-hmm. that's all we talk about. If right. I'm also dealing with injuries and I don't even get to run. So it was cool to have teammates that kind of had other interests and that kind of brought that out of me as well. Yeah, I think people always do better if they have, like, a second outlet and they're not solely focused on one thing because then you could really, like, bang your head against the wall and kind of drive yourself insane if you're, like, so caught up in results and everything. Yeah, 100%. I mean, and I'm super detail-oriented. So when something would go wrong, it would bother me so much. So, like, if we were – if I finished practice and then we weren't going out and, like, having fun and Mm -hmm. drinking some beers, you know what I mean? Like, it would have just been – it would have just – uh, kind of extrapolated right but because i had that outlet to like kind of like had, that was the second portion of my life it kind of let me have my relaxation periods when i was hurt and not beat myself up over it and then when i came back i could get back into it and kind of yeah. work my way back yeah it's not like work-life balance that everyone talks about you gotta have like the yin and the yang or whatever yeah exactly but yeah so uh what was uh, a highlight of your college career um for me I didn't. For me, it would definitely be when I won my conference championship my uh, senior year, um, especially just with what I had gone through, um, just with injuries. Um, I was in the best shape of my life junior year, going right into Raleigh relays. I was going to run a five k, mm-hmm. and then I got another stress fracture. Oh, yeah. So yeah, I was in. I had gotten sick at my conference championship indoors, and I was in great shape. So I didn't get to race there, and then I was in. Definitely my best shape of my life, and I think I could have run like three forty-five for the fifteen, mm-hmm. and maybe fourteen, fifteen, maybe for five k at the time. But I mean, you never know until you do it. But I was just so juiced up for that race, and then the week before, I started to feel some pain. So that kind of really just put me in a dark spot. Started to, I bounced back. Started to just kind of try to take my mind off of it with like mm-hmm. weightlifting and stuff all summer. Came in. And in the fall, I didn't have any. I was like twenty pounds overweight, and in terms of like uh, more muscle than you'd want for a runner. Okay. And I took it really slow all fall, and then I still had hiccups all winter. I didn't get to race winter, so I was kind of coming to the uh, the conclusion I might not get to race. And then the month before spring started, I just slowly built up, and things kind of just started to roll my way. Mm-hmm. Um, I was working with Phil Wharton a lot. There you go. He was coming down to DC, so that was big for me. Yeah, and all the drills that he did, I obviously started to devote a lot of time to. And then just being able to win the fifteen hundred kind of just made me. That was never my goal coming in. I wanted like I had way higher aspirations for myself going into college, mm-hmm. but to be able to do that and just have that kind of culmination after all the work i put in it just meant so much to me yeah so that was definitely awesome for that's me. awesome that you were like no one can take that away from you. you can always like look look back on that and that's a sign of all your hard work so 
Yeah, so. I think, yeah, that's that's kind of what it is for me. It's like that wasn't necessarily my goal coming in, but to have that through what I went through and just a reminder that I didn't give up and I could have just folded up like a lot earlier in my career and I think most people or a lot of people would have. Right. I think that's kind of why it means a lot to me. Yeah, I've definitely been there. And, like I had a tough season with injuries, but I think a lot of people would have quit, but I just toughed it out and finished it. So I definitely um, want to thank you, at least during our high school career. You were always the guy that pushed me and made me like, go that extra mile. And like you're always a good example of like the right thing to do. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think like that core group you had, like me, you, Simon, Nick, Mike, like all those guys, just we really push each other. And Young Tom. Yeah, yeah, I can't forget Tommy. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I saw and, Bill Heber. I shout him out. So this is the portion where I shout out Bill Heber. Right, yeah, definitely. Not taking advantage of every day in the locker room. <laughs> yeah, there was some some messed up times in the locker room. <laughs> shout out Momo Money. Momo Money. <laughs> And um, I also got a shout out uh, Dale with Haney Yale. Oh, true. Yeah. I'll shout out David Lamb. David Lamb. Uh, we're always going to forget someone, but yeah, that was awesome. I, like the best, funniest, most fun, fun times were had. Yeah. yeah. No, that was definitely a good group of guys. Yeah. Accomplished a lot, so that was fun. All right. So before we move on to some uh, fun questions, I just wanted to ask you, where are you at with running today? For sure. Um... So I'm still pretty involved in running and mm-hmm. I think that's by just kind of the people I'm surrounded with still. Right. So I already talked about Justin, who's a senior at SAS and mm-hmm. how that was an awesome experience to get to see them win States and just see his running career develop from when he started in seventh grade, like me when I was already in college. So kind of just to see his progression has been awesome. But then um, my girlfriend's on the GW team here, oh. Catherine Nohilly. Um, so she still runs, and my roommate is Matt Lang, the coach. Oh, nice. So yeah. I'm still very involved with it, and personally, I still run like probably like two to three times a week, 30 minutes, just, just kind of getting out there, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm still very involved, and I still follow it and have a kind of a passion for it, I'd say. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. I'm like thinking about a race you know, when everything clears up, but there's nothing like set right now. Just, just kind of having fun with it at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. Do you have any eligibility left or? No, I'm done. I finished uh, in the fall. Oh, cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, we're going to move on to some, uh, fun questions. Uh, I know you're a big, like barstool guy, big, uh, Bill Simmons guy. So what got you into that at first? Uh, uh, that's a good question. I think probably just the, the way they went about everything. Mm-hmm. So it was a barstool, just like all the, unique perspectives like everyone does sports and i felt followed it in the same exact way but they just turn everything into something that's kind of unique and i definitely listen to part of my take every week Mm -hmm. um just because they have such a unique spin on stuff and it's just it makes it fun yeah um and then in terms of like the bill Simmons stuff i've just always been very when i find something that i like i kind of want to know everything about it Mm -hmm. and bill simmons kind of took a an interesting view of like how he kind of views sports as a fan and not like a an analyst like, like yeah like like or like he's like a, a reporter mm-hmm. and he kind of just talked about it in that way and had the same interest in like the nba draft and stuff like that so his columns right. just really kind of kind of clicked with me on that so i still follow him ryan Rossillo, and all those guys who mm-hmm. do that stuff so yeah i've listened to the book of basketball 
I don't know if you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love that. That was my favorite book, honestly. Yeah, and then um, the, the, the you listen to the podcast too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the podcasts yeah. are great. I just listened to that today. Yeah, I love those, and um, yeah, I think especially right now, Barstool is like the place to go because they were never just all about sports anyway, and they offer yeah. like a unique perspective. So that's kind of just yeah. And their videos are just hilarious and all their yeah. stuff. So it's just it's yeah, definitely unique. Yeah, you're not gonna really find that anywhere else. So yeah, so I got a. Have you um done answer the internet at all? Like the KFC radio? Have you followed that? Oh yeah, I've seen a couple of those. Yeah. yeah. Those so I bought the uh, card game right here, and I prepared uh, three questions for you. So the first one is an easy one: uh, waffles or pancakes? Ah, <sighs> damn, that's a tough one. Oh, all right. I thought I'll, it would be easy. I'll roll with pancakes. Pancakes? All right. Solid. I agree. All right. So the next one is, would you rather hit a home run as a pitcher, score a goal as a hockey goalie, or score a touchdown as a lineman? I'm going to go with home run as a pitcher. I like that, yeah. I think that's just kind of a flex, especially if you hit one off another pitcher. You kind yeah. of can just hold that over them because that's the just about yeah. to be out. And then if you just go yard and you're throwing a good game as well, that's just kind of like – a very badass move. Yeah. Shout out to Bartolo Colon. Big sexy. Exactly. Yeah. Goat. Yep. And uh, the last one is, uh, what is the fiercest animal you think you could take down in a fight? This is a good one. I heard this one. Mm-hmm. Damn, this is... I'm trying to think. I feel like I could fuck up a bobcat. A bobcat? Yeah, that's a popular answer. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, right? But I don't know. I'm trying to think of something that's like more off the beaten path but like mm. bobcats like like something that size like yeah i think i could choke out a giraffe oh fuck i don't know about that maybe a baby giraffe shit that yeah thing's... baby giraffe yeah fuck. let me look up how fucking heavy a giraffe is <laughs> <laughs> that shit would stomp all over you or yeah maybe but not. if you get behind it and like vault onto it and then if you get like on its neck its neck is just unprotected it might like crash oh, around you're getting fucked up by a giraffe <laughs> it's almost two thousand pounds Oh, really? So that's one ton. So that's tough. A baby giraffe, man. Yeah, you fuck up a baby giraffe. Yeah, easily. All right. Well, uh, thank you very much for coming on. I had a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, no yeah. problem. All right. Um, it was good to catch up. Yeah. Yeah, we'll definitely hang uh, as soon as this is over and as soon as you're back on Long Island, man. Yeah, for sure, man. All right. Uh, what do you want your outro song to be? What did Mike use? I like that song you had in his intro. Oh, damn. Um, I'm going to look it up right now for you. I remember that was a good one, too. Is this? Oh, um, Welcome Back by Mace. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go with that one. All right. Cool, man. Let me, let me hit Mike with a FaceTime quick. Yeah, you yeah. A part of this. Get him on. Yeah, definitely. You're going to have to do some editing to get this in the podcast now. Uh, no, if the sound is on, it's fine. Boy, better answer. Yeah, seriously. Shoot him a text. Oh, he's answering. Oh, nice. Oh, hello, boy. Oh, what's going on, guys? What's going on here? What's up, Mike? Look at that head taking up the full screen. <laughs> What's going on, Pirate Radio? Nothing much. We just we just finished an episode. We had to we had to include you. 
Yeah, bro. Is it, is it over? No, no, no we're still You're on. You're on. You're live. This is it. This is live. This is live. Live action radio here. Yep. Live. Live action news. All right. Well, how's the interview going? It's great. We just finished. We wrapped up. We uh, definitely shouted you out a few times. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, you know how it is. Did you uh, talk upon uh, our old traditions of, um, of uh, carb loading before each race? <laughs> Fettuccine Alfredo. The all the, all yeah, Fettuccine Alfredo. Yep. Uh, we actually didn't talk about yeah. Simon at all. Oh yeah, we gotta get we gotta find Simon, get him on here. Yeah, actually. <laughs> anyway, bye. Right. Right. All right. Thanks, Mike. Later, guys. Bye, bye. <laughs> bye. What a guy! What a guy! All righty. All right. Thanks, man. No problem. Stay safe Have out the there. Rest of the night. Yep. Peace. Peace.